everybody j mac here as you can see a little bit of a different setting i'm here visiting d mac for the weekend uh we're here to bring you another episode of double coverage for all of you guys that don't know uh, our podcast devin and myself all you have to do go on itunes spotify youtube all of those great channels uh subscribe to double coverage with the mccordy twins and as always you can find us on social media at mccordy twins twitter facebook and instagram well well i guess i could say welcome to you but it's really yeah i mean it's cool he, he got to come hang out we uh we uh had a fun day today well for really the whole weekend yesterday was a pool day for the kids uh today we had a, a good day we had a little memorial for baby mia we uh sent balloons up in the air it was a, a good time some family came over so uh now we're kind of winding down the night with these guys man yeah the kids have been off the wall the entire time it's kind of been uh, it's been crazy for sure. So uh, definitely uh, some good time. It's the first time I've had a chance really through the quarantine uh, to see Dev. So uh, it's been fun. And for you guys, if you're listening, YouTube, Facebook, just know, go get that fan credit app. Once you get the app, it's in your app store. Uh, once you get the app, you sign up. And then if you want to come on and be able to ask me and Dev a question, you'll see on air, that's double coverage with me and Dev, and then a the little green button, the fan line to get in line get backstage and get a chance to have your face side by side with us and you get a chance uh, to ask a question, man. New week, some of the same things going on. Same thing. We're, we're kind of like picking up where we left off. Um, I think, you know, last week we kind of, I felt like we were just getting in and, and embracing everything. Um, but, you know, as the week has gone on, um, we've been talking on a lot of different things. Um, obviously the Drew Brees comments came up and, and mm -hmm. we uh, commented on that. Um, so I guess we should just start right there. And, um, you know, I think for both of us, we kind of felt like, um, you know, not that we have a huge issue with Drew Brees. I mean, I, I don't know him as a person. I've only heard great things about him. Um, but, you know, what he said and what it represented, you know, I thought it gave people an, uh, an opportunity to say, I agree with Drew Brees. He's a great guy. I'm out of it. it got people, to, I think it gave them a chance to wash their hands of the racism talk, the uncomfortable, it, it let them back out the back door and, and just get going. So um, that was my real disappointment in that statement. Um, and a lot has transpired through uh, since then. Um, Trump coming at Drew Brees, I guess you could say, saying he should have stuck to what he said and, and Drew Brees sending a strong message back. Um, and I think that's what the league is about. It's about guys taking stands and, and believe, doing what they believe in is right. Um, and, you know, I think you've seen that across the league. You've seen protests in Denver with Justin Simmons and Von Miller. You've seen Russell Westbrook, um, um, DeRozan. You've seen players everywhere just be out there, Malcolm Jenkins in Philadelphia. So um, it's been a, an intense week, uh, to say the least. Yeah, definitely. And I think, like you just said, uh, it's not about any individuals, just about trying to change uh, the thought process of our country to get – and to get to a place where uh, everybody's happy and everybody's equal. And uh, like he said, uh, I, I don't want need to repeat all of those things, but uh, I agree. And I think we need to continue to progress and, and move the conversation forward. And I see uh, we got Mike is in Canada. Marcus, it's his birthday weekend. Uh, so some guys, you guys got some good stuff coming up. Uh, and already we got somebody on, on the fan line. Uh, I got to be able to see the fan line. I know this is different for you, but I'm the one who handles the fan line. I can't go I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We got Ben from Columbus coming up uh, first on the fan line. This guy, he's messing me up. I got to get used to having somebody right next to me. My size is a little different usually. Yeah, man. you know, uh, but Ben's coming up next uh, from Columbus. What's up, Ben? How you doing, hey, man? Guys. 
I was just wondering, like, what are you guys doing, like, to stay involved with, like, all, like, there's protests and there's so many things that you guys can do. Like, how are you guys, like, planning on staying involved now and going forward? Um, I know one of the biggest things for us is just being a part of Players Coalition. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think one of the best things is because of everything that's happened, um, it's really opened a conversation to get more of our teammates involved and talk to them. Um, and, and we recently um, have put out, you know, a little letter that we're going to come out with probably tomorrow um, that involves the Players Coalition. So that'll always be our thing. You know, I think with the different protests and depending on where we're at and what area we're in, um, being out there to help out and do things like that. Um, but one of the main things we continue to talk about is being part of that change. Um, and we've done a lot of things in legislation so far with policy. Um, and I think that's something we want to continue to do uh, to bring the necessary changes to help um, our people and communities uh, with black and brown people. So we're going to continue to do that through the Players Coalition. And I'm sure in the next weeks and months coming up, you'll see the Players Coalition heavily involved um, in a lot of things in this country. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, whether it's uh, signing petitions, phone calls, donating money, all of those things uh, are, are some things that we're trying to do to make sure we're involved and uh, we're doing things as well. So making sure, convincing everybody to go out and vote and get uh, elected officials in office that are going to help uh, progress uh, what we all believe in. So uh, those are some of the things that we're doing. And we'll try to bring some guys on. Later on, we got two guys coming on, Jarrell Casey uh, and Ben Watson, two guys who are also involved in doing things as well. It means a lot that you guys are doing that, though. I like you guys have like such a great like, just a big influence, and like you guys can do so much. And I just appreciate you guys doing that. Thank you, man. I appreciate you saying that for sure. Good to see you, man. My man Lex, what's up, Lex? Lex from Nyack in the building. Uh, we got a lot of people saying a daughter. Matt Gold said his daughter says hi. See my man Mike Thurman's in the chat too. <laughs> we have a good day today, man. We're 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 gonna talk about a lot of different topics. Like Jay said, we got Casey here. We got Ben Watson. Um, if you're in the Boston area, Ben Watson actually has something coming up next week um, that'll allow people to get involved. And I always look to guys like Ben um, because he always has great perspective on things. Uh, it's not just a, a, a rash reaction to things. He always thinks things through and he always comes uh, with love. So can't wait to have Ben on here um, and talk about the different things that he's doing in the community and what he's about. Yeah, like you said, uh, a man of faith and somebody that is so active and off the field means just as much as what he's done on the field throughout his entire career. So I think that's for us guys, even older guys, when you're in a locker room, you see a guy like Ben Watson, you say to yourself, like, hey, like that right there, uh, that's what I'm striving to be. So uh, those, those, those are the type of guys uh, that you want to be like. Yeah. And I also want to take a, a moment just to talk about, you know, uh, neither one of us knew Rache uh, Caldwell, but um, just prayers up to his family and, and his loved ones uh, of the news of, of him um, getting uh, killed, you know, I think over the last, you know, 24 hours. So um, just taking the time and send prayers his way to his family's way. So, um, you know, if you've seen that and you heard the news, uh, just pray for that family and him as well. Um, not an ideal situation. Seems like it was very, very silly over materialistic things. Um, so, you know, you just want to take time and, you know, really feel for his family um, and what they're going through. Uh, definitely a tough time, especially with everything else going on in our country right now. So tough news to hear, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Very just sad just because of the way. Like, it's just very senseless uh, what it appears to be. So uh, definitely prayers and condolences uh, to his family. Uh, we got Zach and Westwood coming up next on the fan line. As you guys can see, I know you see me scooting over closer to Deb. I saw when we got the fan line going on, I was a little cut out. So we can't have that. We want to keep me in the picture as much 
as possible. Oh, greetings from Mexico. Okay. There we go. Zach, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up? How you doing? I'm doing good. Good. So I'm coming in this week uh, at my brother's senior night. Nice. Congrats, Congrats, brother. Congrats. Congrats. Uh, So my question is, what is something that us kids can do to put an end to racial injustice? Wow, that's a great question. Uh, I would say to you, I would challenge you uh, to have those conversations with your friends. And then uh, on top of that, just how you how you are, what you believe in, and the way you treat uh, those around you. And I think that's the beautiful thing about our country. You guys, as kids, when you're born, you just see what's in front of you. You don't care what your friend looks like, what color they are. You're just like, oh, I think he's a cool kid or she's a cool girl. So uh, also I would challenge you is just to make sure, like, hey, when I'm out on the playground or I'm at, or I'm at school, I'm making sure that I'm treating everybody equal and I'm not allowing uh, any negative thoughts that uh, that may come up from whether anybody, parents, the TV, teachers, I'm just going to go off of how people treat me and my interactions with them. Yeah, and I would say just prepare to be leaders. Uh, I think for every kid um, whose experience was going on in our country, just know that you guys are the future. You're the leaders that people will be looking to. Um, so, you know, don't take that as pressure, but also take that as uh, a great opportunity of what you have to do um, and what you get to do for our country. So I'm excited for all of the young people out there, uh, whether it's like your brother graduating and moving on um, and being a leader a little uh, before you. Uh, but you guys have a chance to lead the way into a new way of life after the pandemic, after all of the racial injustice that we've seen in our country. Um, you guys have a chance to, to kind of pioneer and lead a new life. Uh, someday for your kids. I know that's far off for you, Zach, but someday for your kids in the future, man. Definitely appreciate yeah. it. Man. Awesome. Thank you. Thank Great you, question. guys. That's awesome. That was a really good question, man. Yeah, man. Zach's always on top of it. Yeah, man. Locked in. Uh, appreciate you, Nadine. We can't have Dev taking up uh, the whole screen. Exactly. We know it's his house, but uh, you got you to gotta be partial to your guests, but we appreciate it. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm trying to show love. I didn't know. I, I looked. My, I looked on my Facebook my, and I saw it. Yeah, yeah, my mom was the first one that texted us like, "Hey, you got to move over. Your half your body's out the screen." So uh, she doesn't play. She she's 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 always, always got to look out for him. So you know, I I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, Sean on Facebook. Schools don't have modified sports anymore. We grew up on that. Maybe we create some new ones for kids. And um, I think that'd be awesome. I think whether it's sports. Uh, after school activities, hobbies, all of those things that are awesome for our kids. And I think with that same mindset, we can also throw in different things to educate our kids on things that have happened uh, in our country to prepare them and get them ready uh, for what's happening and what's going on. Um, and I think that allows us to move forward the right way. So I'm all for after school activities. Definitely, definitely. And we got uh, Ben in Connecticut coming up next. Uh, but shout out, we had Andre uh, from Mexico. Uh, all the way in That's what countries. I said. I said, shout out Mexico. You ain't show me no But you didn't say Andre, though. You got to right, you you specify, you know what I mean? Right, so right. You got you to gotta let it be known. What's up, man? How you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Just hanging out, man. Yeah. Uh, Dev, uh, I didn't get to come on last week, but I just want to send my condolences to you and your uh, wife uh, for what you posted. Uh, very tough news, man. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate the prayers. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, obviously, Rashad Caldwell was another guy that I really uh, like playing. Very underrated player, and it was tough to see as well today. So, um, some tough times during our world, but we're trying to obviously, you know, do what we can to, you know, get through it. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So, I got a couple questions. Um, obviously, through 
Um, the NFL Coalition, like you guys said, um, this week the NFL uh, released a um, thing with Patrick Mahomes, uh, Jarvis Landry, a bunch of guys. Um, what were you guys' thoughts overall on that uh, video? Um, just kind of from your uh, from your stance on it. Yeah, I thought the video was awesome. You know, uh, but I will say I think the players released that. Yeah, they said uh, my wife was reading an article to me. Uh, Michael Thomas, uh, they said it was his idea and uh, he got together with some guys and, and figured out a way to get it all put together. And I thought it was a really good video. Not only was it some of the best players in our league, uh, but they were just challenging and uh, challenging the league and the, and the rest of the guys of just like, hey, let's get out and let's let's voice our opinion. We keep kind of saying it behind closed doors, but let's get out there and let's end uh, racism and let's talk about it and let's let's try to really do something about it. So I thought it was cool uh, to see. I think anytime players use their platform uh, to express and, and talk about things that they believe in, I think it can become something huge and can create a uh, big change. So for those guys, uh, kudos. Uh, I enjoyed it, uh, seeing it Thursday night uh, come out. And then obviously our guy, Gilly Lott, uh, was in it and we know uh, he's a guy who does things in the community and he's that type of guy that does stuff and you'll never know about it just naturally he's a quiet person so he's not gonna blast it all out so seeing him in there I know they had to turn his volume way up uh, so that he can be heard making his statements but it was a cool video from those guys yeah very powerful very powerful um, and one more question um, has Bill uh, talked to you with you guys much about in terms of what um, the situation we're going through right now. I saw some reports about it, but um, in terms of your guys' team, um, I know there's obviously the um, American po African American population on the team's uh, pretty uh, pretty wide. So have you guys like talked with each other and kind of talked about this whole situation? Yeah, I think we're like every other team. We've had a, a bunch of good conversations over the last week um, that I think have been very healthy for our team. And honestly, I think it's been very healthy for individuals to be able to express themselves for people to see other people's point of view. So, um, you know, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it that we've gotten, um, you know, even though we're not together, which usually when things like this happens, it's just so easy for us because we're in the cafeterias, we're in the mm -hmm. locker rooms, we're talking about these things um, because we are pretty close as guys and we talk about a lot of family things and, and things like that. So um, it was good just even, you know, with us being apart to be able to jump on our virtual meetings and just to have good conversations. So um, I think I will go out on a limb and say every team who's had virtual meetings, that's what they've done this past week, um, having time to, to really talk and get to know each other better. Okay, thank you, guys. No, I appreciate that, Ben. Uh, who said this? Uh, Aline said, who is your mom's favorite? I am. Mm. I was born first is, is by far. No, the only thing he had was he uh, – he gave her grandkids before me, but I caught up, so we're good now. We'll, we'll just we'll just let we'll just let him answer that one. Hey man, shout out Alejandro from Chile, calling in from Chile, tuning in from Chile. That's big time, man. Super big time, super big time. Uh, what else we got? Um, Gilly got compared to Deion Sanders. Uh, he's been shutting it down. Uh, very similar shutdown corner hasn't been allowing many completions, so. Uh, definitely, definitely appreciate it. And uh, for you guys also, you want to check out me and Dev Thursday. Uh, did a, uh, It was Thursday or was that Wednesday? Thursday. Did a cool podcast uh, with M. Quentin Williams just talking about race. He was a He's a former FBI uh, agent, former uh, federal prosecutor, also uh, worked as an executive in the NFL and NBA. So uh, a wealth of knowledge, uh, a lifetime of experiences. Uh, we just for about an hour sat down and just talked to him about some of his experiences, uh, how he views 
uh, law enforcement and community. Uh, so a little bit of everything. So for you guys are, you know, on YouTube, anything like that, uh, you can go out. Well, yeah, you can go check that out. Um, uh, it was a good podcast in a good way uh, just to continue the conversation and keep talking about it. Uh, we got next Isaac coming up from Boston uh, on the fan line. We encourage you guys. Last week, it was mostly me and Devin, our guests talking. So we encourage you guys to come on, ask your questions, make your comments and have more of a dialogue. Just see. What's up, man? Yo, what's up, man? <laughs> How you doing? It's good to see you guys. How are you? Hold on, we got to fix that. We said Isaac. We got Ivan from Boston. That's right. You got Ivan. I got you, man. I won't let you live like that. (laughs) It's good to see you guys, man. I just wanted to come on and say, obviously, thank you for what you're doing. Condolences to you and your family. And uh, this weekend, me and a couple of friends are putting together a march in Waltham. I'll just hope you guys can shout it out and maybe get some people to come down and walk with us for the Black Lives Matter march. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, hold on. well, go ahead. Get let the, the details. Info. Yeah, tell the people the details. So it's going to be this Saturday on uh, June 13th at the Waltham High School. We're going to be walking from the Waltham High to Leary Field, and it's starting at 3 o'clock p.m. to 7. Please dress in all black and come down and support us, guys. We appreciate everything. Oh, that's awesome, man. And uh, big shout-out to you putting a message out, getting everything together. Um, it's been awesome to see – uh, all the different protests and peaceful protests and people standing up. And um, I think the best thing we've seen so far with the protests is it's people from all colors, mm-hmm. people from everywhere coming together. So uh, thoroughly enjoying that. Um, and really, you know, I'm excited for what you guys are doing. So um, I know J-Max heading back to Tennessee, but I'm going to try to make it. Okay, uh, thank you. To Foxborough uh, this week. So uh, that's good, man. And, uh, hey, 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 there goes the better half. <laughs> so um, on Instagram, you can follow DJ underscore Kendi. That's K-E-N-D-Y. And I am I am underscore Ivinson, I-V-I-N-S-O-N. And we'll have all the information for you. We appreciate it. Okay. Appreciate I'll make sure it, I post that to my uh, page and stuff too, man. I appreciate it. I'll send you a, a quick DM. Thank you, guys. Okay. All right. Good to see you, see you. Bye. Uh, Jerry on here says, how many minutes between you guys? I'm a baby twin by five minutes. Uh, 27 minutes be- uh, between us. Uh, Dev is the oldest. Uh, they had to come of get me. Of course, Dev is the oldest. They could tell that. Uh, they had to. They had to come get me. So uh, a little bit, a little bit different than the typical five minutes. I think the longest we've heard of somebody was 34 minutes, and that was the most. Um, Roberta asked on Facebook, "What wine are we drinking? Uh, we're drinking Jordan. This is probably the best week that I've gotten to drink wine because I'm drinking wine that I didn't have to." Uh, pay for so you can't you can't be that so even when a guy's your brother he will come freeload off of you so let that be a heads up when you invite your siblings over for the weekend make them bring something I didn't make him bring anything and now he's using me and I let his kids eat up all my food all week I brought kids that's what I did Andy is next on the fan line Uh, as family man you don't bring stuff to go see family just your presence alone uh, is enough so not you maybe some people not you though Andy, what's that? Mama, we made it. Hey, guys, how you doing? Doing so, man. Good to see you. Always love seeing a custom jersey in the back. Yeah, I was like having that one. Hey, uh, I had another question, but I'm going to start with which vintage of the Jordan are you drinking? We got a little of the 2015 Alexander Valley. Yeah, the 2015 is really nice from Jordan. Yeah. I'm a big fan of theirs. Okay. Yeah. But I wanted to share with you uh, something that uh, one of the rabbis I follow shared today. Mm -hmm. Um, about the priestly blessing, which you probably are familiar with. You know, the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he lift up his face to you and give you peace. 
and it's the oldest piece of written scripture. And it was found in the Valley of Gihon, what we know as Gehenna or hell, because it was uh, a sect of uh, people who sacrificed babies. But uh, it's, a, it's a message that out of the Valley of Hell is where the blessings of peace sometimes come from mm -hmm. and that we remember them. Yeah, uh, true. So I wanted to just you know, share that with you. And, and you know, I know that you know, you're both very uh, religious uh, gentlemen and was just curious, you know, your thoughts on what's going on from a religious perspective here this week. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, no, no, I was going to say we've been, uh, I mean, we've been fortunate. I think one of the good things about being on a team is that we have group Bible studies and we always get to get together and just fellowship. And I think especially when, you know, things get really crazy and there's a lot going on um, this past week, getting a chance to to get together uh, as men. And, and we talked about just the, the transition from the Old Testament to the New Testament the arrival of Jesus Christ. And, you know, in the Old Testament, everything was about being Jewish. You know, everything in Christianity was about, you know, you were either uh, the Jewish race or you were Gentile. You were on the outside looking in. Um, and then Jesus comes. And now it's welcome everybody. And we were reading in Galatians where Paul is kind of getting after Peter. Like, you know, you sit with the Gentiles every day, but, you know, some of your other brothers come in. Now you want to move away and you're being a hypocrite. Um, and I think that's what we see, you know, right going on right here today um, is the idea of, you know, not accepting everyone, not treating everybody as equal. Um, and that's something that we need to fix. And it's it's if you're a Christian, it's it's right in the Bible. You can't hide behind, you know, different things. You know, you can't let the protests come up and the riots and you only talk about peace. I think you have to try to encompass everything um, that's in there. So uh, we've been able to really stick to that. And, you know, lay, uh, in, in a little while we got Ben coming on here who is always awesome guy to talk yep. to and to look at like his social media, um, you know, because he's always preaching that and talking about that. So um, we have a lot of guys to hold us accountable and keep us grounded. To me, that really helps out a lot. Yeah, definitely. I'll say from a faith standpoint, it gives you hope. Uh, I think when you look, like you just said, when you look outside or you just look around our country and you see so many things going on and uh, so much evil, um, your faith brings you hope. It gives you reason to wake up and continue to fight uh, for change and try to create a change for the next generation, especially when you have children. So yeah. uh, I think you, you have to, like Deb always kind of says, you have to believe in something bigger than yourself sometimes to get you through things. Absolutely. I want to share a, a thing from the Talmud for you, which is uh, a convert came to Rabbi Hillel and said, can you teach me Torah while you stand on one foot? And he, and he did. And he said, that which is hateful to you, do not do to your neighbor. Everything else is commentary. There you yeah. go. Right there. Couldn't have said it better. Yep. And you got so, in the comments saying they want that jersey in the back. So you better hold tight. <laughs> Everybody always wants that jersey. I think it's the best one. And the uh, with the new jerseys, I don't think you can make it because the women's numbers got larger. Oh, okay. So this uses two women's numbers to make the zero and the two. That's a classic right there. Uh, yeah. There you go. Appreciate you, okay. man. Good to see you. Good to see you. Have a great day. You, too, you too, man. Too. And uh, Jessica Donahue said on YouTube, I never bring anything to my brother's house. He buys me things, baby sister perks. So I'm kind of the baby brother. So so he only wants to be the baby brother when it gets him some. Other than that, when I call him little brother, it's always like, we're twins. We're not little brother. So either live with it or don't live with it. You, you can't pick and choose. Laurie also says, Drew Bledsoe needs to send you some of his wine. 
That would be awesome. Free as me. The send. first time we see him in the locker room again, that's that's what we should Free as me and send three. Oh, Ben Ben Watson is ready on the fan line, so let's get ready uh, to bring our guy, Brother Watson. This is special uh, too, because Ben Ben Ben's hey, he has a full group at home. He has a a small basketball team for him taking the time to come on. It's awesome, man. <laughs> man, this is what I got to look forward to in my life with the twins, you know, all day for the next 18 years in my house. And then after that, going back and forth, talking about who's older and everything. <laughs> that is <laughs> a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. I see you doing that right now. That's what you signed up for, man. They they're gonna be fighting over them bottles soon. They are, they are to be smacking each other. I'd be kind of laughing on the law. I, I kind of I kind of like want to see who's going to win sometime. <laughs> That's natural, man. How, how are you doing with all this quarantine? We know in the Watson household, there's no way to social distance. Uh, there's too many of you guys, man. How are you guys, how are you and Kristen holding up there? Well, in the very beginning, before, you know, uh, everything got relaxed a little bit, we were pushing up against that limit. Like, nobody could come to the house. We're already at, like, nine people. So I think the <laughs> limit was 10. And so I was threatening the kids, like, if you start acting up, I'm going to have to let one of y'all go. So... <laughs> <laughs> we're doing all right though uh we just finished the homeschooling uh, last week so we, we officially hit that first week of summer so uh curse and i were really were just talking about uh, a couple minutes ago about what the schedule is going to be like because yeah. you know it, it's good for kids to have structure it's good for the parents to have structure for the kids uh when it comes to their recreation you know exercising themselves spiritually mentally and physically we gotta we have to build that in for them because, you know, they, they won't do it on their own, but also it gives us some sanity. So that's kind of where we are right now. Oh, that's awesome, man. Well, we'll jump right into it. We know you're a man led by faith. How have you been, you know, and, and your thought process with the last week, everything going on? Um, just let us kind of know how you've been and, and what's the message you've been trying to spread. Um, honestly, brother, I've been, um, I've been struggling, really, like a lot of people. Um, you know, because it's one thing after another. You know, it's not just George Floyd. It was Ahmaud Arbery with Breonna Taylor, you know, and that was just in the last few weeks. Um, then when we're talking about last year and the year before and the year before, there's compounded trauma that I think we all deal with when we see certain images on TV. And so, you know, uh, last week, a few days ago, uh, I was watching TV and for some reason I just started crying when they were reading out all these names. You just start weeping. And I think that as, as human beings, we uh, internalize a lot. And, and especially, uh, I think those of us in the Black community have a, a, a different way of dealing with tragedy. We see ourselves in the people that we see these things happen to. It's like, I see myself yeah, yeah. in a way that I think my white brothers and sisters don't understand sometimes until we have those conversations. I think we just, because of our experience in this country is different. We just view things differently. And so I've struggled, but I've also been encouraged. I've had several, like you, I've had several great conversations, um, been able to you know, tell people to read certain books to get an idea about history. I've educated myself a little bit more. Um, the great thing is I've seen a collective, it's like a collective exhale, not just from black America, but from America in its totality. I heard one of you mentioned before, there are people of all um, ethnic groups, socioeconomic groups um, that are, are kind of fed up with what they've seen and they want to get engaged and they want to create some type of change. So my message has simply been um, what it always has been. But, you know, it starts with listening. It starts with everybody letting their guards down to have a substantive converse conversation. It starts with educating ourselves. A lot of people don't know what they don't know. There's a lot of ignorant, ignorant people. 
Like they're not purposely ignorant. They just don't know. So we need to, if it's something we care about, educate ourselves. That comes a variety of different ways. And then, you know, one thing we always talk about is, you know, being part of the change. How do I do that? Um, What's something small that I can do? Is it using my voice? Is it walking outside and protesting? Is it writing? Is it having a conversation with a family member? Is it stepping across, you know, ethnic lines to speak with somebody who has a different experience? Is it getting involved in policy? Is it, you name it, um, all those things. So I think that I'm I'm doing better, but I think we've all had a rough, um, you know, several weeks emotionally, not just personally, but just as a country in general, just kind of figure out where we are. Yeah, we, we've talked a little bit about the locker room. Could you give guys an idea just of what guys in the locker room learn about each other and how, in a way, if we could just take the locker room and put it a little bit in a society where we get guys of all races, guys come from the south, uh, the north, just from everywhere, and we kind of just take time and get a chance to know each other. Can you just speak about what you kind of learned? You know, you had a very long career. Um, what you learned from the locker room and kind of how you'll miss that going forward? I definitely miss it, man. Uh, I miss you guys for sure. Um, so many experiences and different personalities. Uh, there's really nothing like it. And I think, you know, I'm not that far removed from it, but you already know that that's going to be what's, what's tough about it, the relationships. And so, you know, the locker room is special and it's, it's not, it's not a perfect place, uh, but it's a place where we are forced to work together for some common good. We're forced to see the good in one another and I think that we're also able to have conversations that many people don't have in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And so you talk about those things that you're not supposed to talk about, like race, um, you know, politics, religion. Those are three things that you're guaranteed to have an argument with somebody outside, outside of the locker room. And you may have one in the locker room, but because you have a relationship with that person, you know them, you spent time with them, you know that although their background and their beliefs may be different, you know, at the end of the day, they they have your best interests at heart, most of them. Um, you're able to agree to disagree sometimes. And so I think the lesson there outside of the locker room is intentionally making those relationships where you're comfortable to confront each other without losing a companion or a friend. But I think also the, the temptation within the locker room is to realize that just because we're in proximity with each other doesn't mean that we really know each other. True. So we could be in the same locker and unless I intentionally have a conversation with yeah. you yeah. or seek to learn something about you or seek to ask you, why did you tweet this? Or why do you think this is important? Or what do you think about this situation going on in America now? I will never know how you feel about it, even though I can literally be one foot away from you. Mm-hmm. So proximity doesn't mean that I know you. But it, what it does do is gives me a, a greater opportunity to get to know you. And I think that taking that idea out of the locker room into general society is something that is really important. Yeah. Now, forgive us if you've been asked this a million times, but obviously you being a teammate of uh, Drew Brees, what were your thoughts on the comments and on the initial comments and then uh, followed up with the apology? What were your thoughts behind it? Yeah, that's a million or one times, Jay. Yeah, I figured. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my initial thoughts for the comments were, um, I know Drew and – I've, we've had this conversation before, and even though I wasn't on the team with him in uh, 2016, I remember this happening, and I remember him saying the exact same thing, so I wasn't surprised. Now, that being said, even though he hasn't changed his view, and although he's been friends with me and a bunch of other people ever since 2016 who still love him and care about him, 
um, many people were taken aback by what he said. And I totally understand that because of the atmosphere that we're in right now. So um, I spoke to him. We had a long conversation. He was he was really beat up about it. He he was he was very, very remorseful, not necessarily for his his stance about the flag, but for being tone deaf when he said it mm-hmm. and for not being able to bring the conversation in the interview back to where where he could show the empathy that I know that he has. And mm-hmm. so my, my, my initial reaction to answer your question was not shocked because I, I know that that's what he thinks. Um, it, it, it was more the time yeah. where, where he, where he said it and also the time when it was asked by a reporter as well. Um, but now since then, you know, he's apologized. I've, you know, forgiven for whatever needs to be forgiven. Um, but, but I think that the larger conversation is okay what does he learn from here uh-huh. or, or how can he be more empathetic from here or not necessarily have, he doesn't have to prove that he loves black people to anybody. Yeah. That's what I don't want him to feel like he has to do. Like I all of a sudden got to prove that even though I cared before and I was doing things in the community before and now all of a sudden I have to like go overboard. I don't think he should do that. But there has to be the conversation with many of those people who were legitimately genuinely and rightfully hurt. Um, by what he said because of who he is and the way um, that people, especially in New Orleans, love him and look up to him. Definitely. Now, before we let you get out of here, I know you always got a ton of stuff uh, going on uh, outside of football. Uh, I know you have something coming up June 14th uh, called Boston Pray. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so last week, as, as we're all dealing with everything going on <clears throat> and not being able to, to fellowship, you know, corporately at church the last several several weeks, um, I just had a, 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 a overbearing kind of feeling that those who are believers um, and those who aren't need to get together and pray. Uh, we need to see God's face in this. Um, Jeremiah chapter nine talks about let not the wise man boast of his wisdom or the rich man boast of his riches or the strong man boast of his strength. But let him who boast boast in this, that he understands and knows me that I am the Lord who exercises loving kindness, justice and righteousness on the earth for I delight in these things. That's always, not always, but recently, I say over the last several years, it's been one of my favorite verses because it talks about the heart of God, that he is a God of kindness, of justice and righteousness. He delights in those things, but also in that verse, it talks about the fact that we are to be humble, have humility, not in our own power, but in his power to deal with the issues that we go through. And so, um, I was kicking this idea, like, how do I just, I, I was, I'm just going to go to Boston Common and start praying. If anybody wants to come, they can come. I don't care if it's one person or a thousand people. It don't matter to me. I just thought like this is what God laid on my heart. So over the last people, we've organized something called Boston Pray. Um, I, I called it that because I was driving in the 90, 93 and a billboard that said, pray for Boston, pray for America. I said, that's great. We'll hashtag it Boston Pray. Mm-hmm. And we're getting together on Boston Common. Um, at the Parkland um, Bandstand uh, on the 14th, which will be next Sunday from 2.30 to 3.30. We're going to have um, some speakers. We're going to have some corporate prayer. We're going to have some music. And really, it is a time for people in the Boston area to come out and say, you know what, as we fight for justice, as we fight for systemic change in our communities, let's get together and encourage each other and seek God's wisdom and his hand of favor on all that we are doing and acknowledge that he's he's sovereign and he's in control. So you know, the Bible talks a lot about believers coming together. So this is going to be an opportunity for anybody in the Boston area. Um, it's public space. Anybody can come. 2.30 to 
30 next Sunday, June 14th um, on Boston Common, just to come together and encourage each other in the Lord. That's awesome, man. I, I plan on being there. Got to make sure everything right with the wife and the kids. <laughs> I plan on being there. That's awesome, man. Appreciate Before, it. You know, last thing, Richard from Hackensack, New Jersey said, are you going to run for some type of office in politics now that you have retired? <laughs> Do we see Ben in politics in the future? Man, tell Richard, man, if I can have your vote, man. <laughs> I can count on your vote, Richard. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, this is honestly, and, um, you know, I, I'll tell you all this. You know, this is, this is like, I tried to retire last year, and I was like, I can still play, and I came back. I don't think it's going to work anymore. Uh, <laughs> And so this is this is a this is a new a new space for me, and it's scary, um, but it's exciting at the same time. And I don't really know exactly what it's going to be. I'm not ruling out anything. Uh, we're just going to see, you know, what doors open, what doors close. So if that's the door I'm supposed to go through, I believe that God's supply and a ritual vote for me. So hey, we'll, we'll see. And hey, we appreciate you always, man. Thank hey, man, appreciate the invite, man. Good to be with y'all. I told my son I was going on with y'all. He just went to bed. He's like, really? You're going to talk to McCordy? I said, yeah, I'm going to talk to McCordy. <laughs> he can catch man. it on YouTube tomorrow. <laughs> All right, man. Talk to you later. Have a good night, man. Appreciate you. All right, bro. Man, I'm just so happy because people, uh, if you haven't gotten a chance to be around Ben or see him speak, um, like, that is exactly what you get from him, like, you saw right in the back uh, in his house, be the light. Um, that's what he's about. Like, he is just a light. Um, I was actually just reading today, you know, be a house on top of a hill um, because then everybody can see your light. And that's exactly um, how Ben is. So uh, I'm just so happy uh, we were able to get him on. Man. Yeah, definitely. I, you guys got to see a glimpse of why he's such a special individual to have within a locker room. Uh, just his conviction and everything uh, he's about as a football player and a man as well. Uh, but we won't even get on to the fan line because without further ado, we got one of my old teammates, Jarrell Casey, uh, coming in next on the fan line. Coming from the West Coast now, coming from uh, Denver. So my man, Case. Oh, yeah, it's tough to breathe out there, man. What up, what up, what up? How y'all My fellow Barbie. What's going on? I love those shiny balls, boy. I still ain't got mine this smooth as y'all, but. <laughs> How you doing, man? How's quarantine like then for you down uh, in Denver, right? Yeah, we got down here um, April 15th. We tried to get down here as fast as we could. Um, once the trade went down, you know how Ryan is, bro. The wife, she she gets right on it. She's the A-type personality. She jumped on the call, got people's movers, and got everything squared away. So we got down here April 15th. We've been down here for the last three months. I heard Devin was talking about it's hard to breathe down here. The first week of training, it was, yeah. it was, it was crazy. It was. But now, it's, you know, being down here is getting used to it. But I'm loving it. The great outdoor scenery. The hills, the mountains, all that they got out here, the trails, bike riding, we've been doing trying to get it all. Normally in Nashville, we'd be indoors. We'd go outside to the mall, go see a movie or something. Out here in Denver, you gotta be outdoors, bro. Yeah, new, new man. Yeah, new man out there. New man, baby. How speaking of the trade, how was like your initial reaction? And I'm a guy that's played with you. So like you, you were a guy that we all came in the locker room. I used to tell you before every game, man, dominate and we're all gonna follow. How was your initial reaction and then from there to how you feel now moving forward? Yeah, you know, I'm an emotional guy. So, like, I tried to play it cool. I ain't going to lie. When I got the news, I was I was literally at training, and Drew gave me a call. And when he gave me the call, I kind of – I didn't answer the phone. I, like, something – I just felt I knew something was wrong. Um, 
I kind of sat on it the whole workout. I didn't know if I wanted to call him right back or if I should just wait a little bit and let him call me again. But, you know, I just hopped on the phone with him real quick, and he, he gave me the news that, you know, they was going to be shopping me around. That was the first thing I got. They was going to be shopping me around. And when I got that news, it was kind of – it was a blow to the heart because I would have thought that one of them would hit me up and be like, hey, this is the move we're going to have. This was going to go down. Uh, case, you know, everything was great. I, hey, I would have been fine with that. I think the part that hurt me the most was that I didn't get a call until about 30 seconds before the trade went down. And that, that's the part that kind of hurt the most, bro. It was just, it, it, I'd probably say three or four days, I, I probably had some moments where I probably had to tell the wife, give me a minute. And I, I let a lot of tears come on out of there. But, hey, God make things happen for a reason, man, and put me in a great position to go do great things. And, you know, Denver, they've been welcoming me with open arms. So that's all I can ask for. And I think that's what's awesome. We had your former teammate on here, Logan Ryan, a few weeks ago. And really giving that backstory, because I think a lot of times fans here you know, guy wants more money, guy gets traded, and they're just like, oh, it's a part of the business. And I don't think people understand, like, guys give their heart and soul to teammates, to a city, to an organization. Um, and a lot of times, like you just said, that ends with a call 30 seconds before you get traded, and it's probably a 10-second call, like, we appreciate right. what you did, but we're trading you. Like, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. And the part that's so crazy is, like you say, man, you, you give so much to them. Especially when you come up on free agency, you do extensions. Like, you have opportunities to go and do things somewhere else, especially the way, you know, we wasn't going. J-Mac, you know how it was when we was there. 2-14, and 3-13. That's that's some rough times. And, like, you know, you have opportunities to get out of there. But, you know, when you're a loyal guy and you feel like, you know, things going in that right direction and you, you're that centerpiece, you, you know, you got no choice but to fight it through. And that's what my whole mindset was, you know, stick it out, ride with it. And at the end of the day, things won't get better. And that's what started to happen. And for us to get to that point to get better and to be a main focus of that, and then you just throw me to the trash like I wasn't the main block of that, I think that's the part, especially coming off an injury a year before. Come off an injury, play the whole season for y'all, no complaints, did everything you want me to do. And, you know, you throw me like a piece of trash. That's that's the piece that that, that hurts the most. And But at the end of the day, you know, at, at the end of the day, none of these businesses is loyal. It's all about you got to take care of your company, take care of your business, and do what's yeah. best for you and your family. So at the end of the day, you harp on it for a little bit, but you got to get over it. No doubt. And like Dev said, you give so much to the community. And I got a chance to be down there and how much you and your wife, Ryan, uh, did in the, uh, in the city of Nashville. Uh, now you're in Denver. I already saw you were out uh, marching and protesting uh, with everybody. How was that experience uh, being out there? And I know you had your family, the younger generation, your kids are still little, but being able to see – uh, that you cared about things outside of just your job and outside of football. Yeah, it, was, it was special, man. To be able to, to get here in Denver and be on the calls with those guys having talks before this protest happened, to really, you know, let guys let their emotions out and express their feelings, it was it was deep because you, you hear different stories, you hear different si- sides of why people feel certain ways and the reason why some people protest, some people riot, some people loot. You you hear those different stories from these guys that, that didn't deal with it. And when that pain come out and you get out there and you get in front of those those millions, uh, thousands of people sitting out there in the middle of the Capitol State Building, just waiting for that that speech, and those guys delivered, man. It was a powerful moment. Um, you know me. I like to get out there and to be able to sit there and hear what those guys' backstory is and know that, you know, everybody's going through the same things that I've been going through, dealing with. You, you know what happened, but as broad as it starts to happen and be more focal, it's the part where we got to start getting our message out and to be able to go out there with the protest and, you know, be out there with my young mans, that's the biggest thing. It's letting them know that we got we got history to build 
and we got a future to make sure we get right for for our, our generations to come. And me and my wife have been just trying to make sure we do that indoors, outdoors, whatever we can get, get our hands on community wise, building ourselves, teaching our kids just different things and just teaching ourselves. I think that's the biggest thing that we're starting to learn from this is teaching ourselves from the Lord religious standpoint, from political standpoint, from economic standpoint. Until we understand that as as a culture, man, we ain't gonna get nowhere. And I think that's the biggest message that I got from Ben out there um, this past weekend was understanding and learning about what's going on in our communities. Yeah, how, how was it at the market? I don't know if you went to this one or not, but seeing like guys like Justin Simmons and seeing guys like Von Miller who are now your teammates and just seeing them be vocal in the community. How was that, you know, when you embrace, you're in a new locker room now, uh, just getting to see, you know, what those guys are about from the outside looking in. <laughs> it was huge, man, because at the end of the day, you get to a team and you talk about these type of issues, you don't expect a lot of guys to, to speak out, you know? And yeah. I say when we had those calls, man, just to hear so many people talk out. And and I was one of the guys, you know, Jay Mac. when I get emotional on those calls, I, I, can't, I can't control myself. So I was kind of deep emotional. I kind of – I kind of disappointed myself a little bit that at the protest I didn't I did not get up there and speak, mm-hmm. but I, I was allowing other people to get their their voice across. I feel like you know through the past week I did a whole lot of talking in our meetings, and <laughs> you know um, I just you know tried to take it in and see what other people thoughts thought processes on this situation is. And it was great to hear those guys speak because they are leaders. They have been in lead for a while, and the community and the people need to hear us and those type of people deliver their voice. They need the main people in organizations to start speaking out. Definitely. Last question for us. Uh, this is stuff that you've been in this realm at. Uh, a while ago, you and your wife started the Casey Fund and doing a lot of work uh, in the community. Uh, lastly, could you just tell us some of the stuff that you guys and what your focus has been with the Casey Fund? Um, with the Casey Fund, the main focus that we do is um, incarceration. We try to make sure we, we build the gap between incarceration in society. We try to make sure we get with um, mentoring groups. We try to work with, you know, different groups that's dealing with educational backgrounding, um, people that's going to, recently we start trying to get involved with people that's going to be changing laws. So the ACLU, ACLU, we've been trying to get involved with them a little bit. We work with them in Nashville. We're going to try to work with them down here in Denver. They got a bill about to get ready to pass. So little things like that we've been trying to get on. The Casey Fund, we don't, you know us, we don't do too much fundraising. We don't do too much of that. We try to find groups such as like y'all who who doing the great work and we try to partner and try to see ways we can give y'all resources. That's the mm-hmm. best we I feel we can do. We don't want to re- revamp, revamp the will. We want to make sure we, we make it better. And mm-hmm. you know, the goal is to partner with guys and people and organizations that's doing the great work. And that's what we're trying to make sure we do. So if y'all got great people out there that's doing the work that we're looking for, please send us everybody you have. We want to spend the money. Please send it to us. No, that's awesome, man. And like I said, I've done a lot of work with the ACLU in Massachusetts, and it is phenomenal, just the thought process of, you know, legislation, policy. Um, So I think that's huge. People don't understand incarceration, especially around the holidays and different things like that. Um, It's tough because when you do the statistics, it's a lot of households who have, you know, someone that's incarcerated. So that's huge, man. Definitely, definitely. Definitely, man. We appreciate you taking the time, man, coming to holler at us, man. Tell the wife. Uh, that we said hi and uh, wishing you guys well on Denver other than when we play against you. But uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to you sacking quarterbacks, uh, toe tags and body bags when you sack them. But good luck out there, man. Yeah, boys. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. No, no doubt, problem, man. man. Uh, that's awesome, man. I, I remember um, doing stuff and talking about just um, whether it's men or women being incarcerated. Uh, and 
let the people know like you're always, you know, either one person or two people away from knowing someone incarcerated. So I think sometimes people have this mentality of like, yeah, the people that go to jail, like they, they're over there. Yeah, yeah, and like, don't always realize like that's not that far away from you. Also getting involved in, and recently we've seen a lot of people released from jail and, and, and to different facilities. And, and, you know, actually speaking of that, this Tuesday coming up, um, I'm going to be honored at Boston on Corner uh, fundraiser. Um, and they work with, you know, former gang members. They work with people who are released from prison. And just a quick fact, um, national rates recidivism, uh, where you get out of jail and you go back, usually around 50%. This program, 20%. The people that they work, that's all. Um, I can't that's wait for it. We were Andrew Kramer, Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Tuesday, so. Boston on Corner. Yep. Uh, it, it's something uh, you should check out. Um, it'll be a great time. Check out my social media. Um, McCourty Clinton's got all the information there, the links you can go to. So um, it'll be a fun night. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we got Matthew coming up next on the fan line. That was a special interview. Bill Watson, a guy that's old enough that I've always looked up to. Terrell Case, the guy that came in younger than me uh, with the Titans, and by far the best defensive player I played with what my, while I was on the Titans. Uh, just two awesome, awesome individuals, man. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? What's going on, man? How's it going, man? man. Good, good. Um, man, you know, I have, I had questions about this, but y'all have talked about this the whole show so far. Like different perspectives, different people came on and you know talked about everything. So like, I'm kind of blown away with all the, with my questions now because like they've already kind of been answered what I had coming on. But I think my whole thought of this is from where we started like last week with the looting and rioting, it's actually good to see like thousands and thousands of people marching in a, um, in a peaceful and protective way, you know, with all different kinds of people, you know, not just one, one, uh, one ethnic group, but more multiple ethnic groups just getting out there and all kind of ages and, you know, just showing the community how we can make a difference and getting our voice out there. And that's what, and that's what it's all about. It's about uh, everyone realizing uh, how special we are as individuals. And I think, like you said, and uh, like kind of Casey said, when he said he was out there and you hear people riding and people looting, and there's been so much great content, uh, whether you're watching the CNN and the news or whether you're just on social media and just hearing different people talking, when you hear people talk about people looting and people rioting, and it's a lot of it is people out there that are hopeless. They don't see hope and they just don't care. And uh, it's been so many different perspectives. And even for myself, I've learned so much through this entire thing over the last week of just different different things, different people talking, different people's perspectives. Uh, it's been it's been really special. And hoping from this past week that as a country we can just grow tremendously and. Uh, we can change the, the minds and especially the hearts of a lot of people and move forward. Uh, yeah. Uh, I got a question. Um, how do you think the NFL as a whole, like with Rod, the commissioner and everybody is going to go about this during the season? Oh, man. Oh, I wish I, I had an answer for that. Uh, but I'm interested to see, you know, back in 2016, um, it was clear as day that, uh, they weren't on board with anything that Cat was trying to say. And it was more about, hey, how do we get guys to stand up for the national anthem? How do we get guys to not have fans booing us? How do we get guys 
uh, to stand up so we don't lose sponsors. It was all from a business standpoint. And I think everything that's gone on since then uh, will push the envelope. And um, only time will tell uh, what their actionable uh, reaction will be opposed to just words. But uh, I think, I mean, there's, uh, I think what's going to be special is I think there's going to be a lot of players that are willing yeah. to do things and, and put action into change those words into action. I think for us, I believe that is the truth. We always say, it, even the, and the Goodell and everybody says it, the league is as strong as its players. And I think when it comes to issues off the field, it's no different. Uh, we're going to be as strong as our players allow us to do, and we'll go as far as we carry. And I think the key thing the league can do is just listen to the players. Listen to the players and really take heed to what they say and not just think of us as just athletes. So I think that will be huge. Right, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, th- I think it would be good because, you know, the NFL is, I think, the, the biggest sports entertainment nationally, you know. Everybody watches the NFL as much as they do other, but the NFL actually has a, a strong media. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, and one more question. Um, you know, I, 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 see, I heard uh, Stid was out there working with Jules and a couple other receivers. Have y'all have y'all been able to get with other uh, other defensive players and kind of do a little workout? Not yet. I've been in New Jersey, so uh, I haven't been able to. Yeah, and we've been limited to uh, just um, the rehab guys that have been in the building. So uh, those guys, whatever they're doing, they're doing it outside the constraints of the of the facility, and they're kind of doing it uh, all on all. Keep the kids quiet, man. <laughs> all right, guys. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. I'm going to 
Thank you.